This is Radio Health Journal. I'm Nancy Benson. This week, what does the hand you use have to do with what makes you, you? I do think it's a little bit of my identity. When I meet somebody and they say they're left-handed, there's some type of bond or kinship. Coming up, an exploration of handedness when Radio Health Journal continues. Experts estimate that 5 to 10 percent of the asthma population suffers from severe asthma. Some patients experience limits on everyday activities, like walking and household chores, yet they think their symptoms are well controlled. This misconception can be life-threatening, but asthma can be managed if you take action and take control. According to Dr. Ellen Becker, licensed respiratory therapist at Rush University Medical Center. Draw up an asthma action plan with your doctor. It should include knowing your asthma triggers and avoiding them. It should also include a plan for what to do if your symptoms worsen so you can address the issues before an attack becomes severe. Medication is important, but also discuss lifestyle changes with your health care provider because diet, exercise, sleep, and stress can all affect your asthma symptoms. The Chest Foundation and Allergy and Asthma Network want to remind you that well-controlled asthma doesn't limit everyday activities. Find out more on managing asthma symptoms at asthma.chestnet.org. That's asthma.chestnet.org. If you stop and think about it, being right or left-handed is an integral part of what makes us who we are. Many lefties are proud that they might be more creative or quirky, perhaps even smarter than their right-handed peers. Today, positive stereotypes generally dominate the conversation when it comes to talking about lefties. But it hasn't always been that way. Ron Yeo is a regents professor at the University of New Mexico. He says that once upon a time, being left-handed was not a desirable trait. The interesting root of the word for left-handedness is sinistral. And in, in a lot of the literature, you see lefties referred to as sinistrals, which, of course, you know, stems from the same root as the word sinister, which isn't exactly an attribute you pick for your friends and spouses, you know. So that kind of connotation has been there forever. As to exactly where it came from, oh, who knows? And if you're identified as being weird in some way, it's pretty easy to see how some kind of superstitious ideas evolve around that. Kim Sawyer is aware of those old myths. She and her father are both left-handed. And while she says she hasn't faced any discrimination or negativity due to her hand dominance, her father did just a few decades ago. What my father told me was when he grew up, it was completely frowned upon. They would try to force him to be right-handed in an almost a cruel, sadistic way. I think he had told me that certain religions saw it as a sign of the devil that you used the wrong hand. He told me that for many years as a child, he was uh, forced to use his right hand. Claire Porak is a professor at Penn State University and author of the book Laterality, Exploring the Enigma of Left-Handedness. She says that the practice of making kids switch hands was once fairly common, especially before the 1930s, but even more recently. Former President Obama talked about pressures to switch his left-handedness when he was growing up in Indonesia, but he resisted the attempts and remained left-handed. And one of the things I did find is that people who resisted the attempts and continued with their left-handedness were often people whose parents intervened and supported their left-handedness. So what makes a person right or left-handed? 
Yo says it all has to do with your brain. Right-handers and left-handers have somewhat different brains and that the ability to use one hand uh, slightly better than the other is a reflection of the better skill that the part of the brain that controls that hand has. Although handedness has to do more with brain function than personality, many stereotypes and myths about left-handers have persisted. Kim Sawyer has heard many different things as a lefty. Some of the things that I've grown up hearing about is that lefties are more creative, that they tend to be smarter, that they find other lefties that they um, hang out with. Yeah, I definitely see more creativity. Uh, A lot of the lefties that I know are actresses, musicians, writers artists. So I definitely see a correlation with that. They think differently. Intrigued by these stereotypes and other possible differences between righties and lefties, scientists have undertaken a whole raft of studies comparing the two groups. There's an immense literature on are lefties more apt to be this or that and so forth. And I should caution you and your listeners that a lot of that research is messy and that studies sometimes point one way and other studies point a different way. So in some of these research domains, a really clear answer has not yet emerged. It's so easy to study handedness. You know, all you got to do is ask people, are you a righty or a lefty? And then, you know, you got the beginnings of a study. Because it's so easy to do, so many studies have been done. Yo says that some studies have shown a higher than expected incidence of left-handers with mental retardation, with developmental disorders like autism, and with schizophrenia compared to right-handers. Despite the results, Yo cautions that all of these topics deserve more research and that the jury is still out on these issues. Professor Porek, on the other hand, finds studies on disorders like schizophrenia potentially problematic. Take schizophrenia. Schizophrenia is a brain disorder, developmental brain disorder, in which there are a number of things that go wrong in the development of the brain as the person matures. And it could very well be that the development of left-handedness is actually a byproduct of the schizophrenia rather than left-handedness being a cause of schizophrenia, which is a way that's often you know, approached in the popular media. So there are a whole range of studies that have linked every possible disorder to left-handedness. But mostly, one would argue that if there is an increase in left-handedness, for example, among people who have a particular disorder, it might be because of the fact that the brain has developed atypically, not because they're left-handed. Porek thinks that stereotypes and myths around lefties need to be corrected, at least the ones that might be harmful. Perhaps as scientists, we haven't done as good a job as we could do. For example, the myth about left-handedness and creativity, I think, you know, left-handers kind of uh, hold that very close to them. They're, They're very proud of that. So that's one of the things that maintains it. But these ones about left-handedness and disease are ones that I wish would go away because they're not true. Either way, it still seems that whether you're right-handed or left-handed has a lot to do with how you view yourself. Take Kim Sawyer, for example. Most of the people I'm in closer relationships with are left-handed. My husband's left-handed, my father was left-handed, and a lot of my close girlfriends are also left-handed. I do think it's a little bit of my identity. I have to say, when I meet somebody and they say that they're left-handed, there's some type of bond or kinship that you feel because it is a rare 
occurrence, and it always never ceases to amaze me. Oh, here's another person that's cool and left-handed. Ron Yeo agrees that handedness does have to do with identity. The interest in doing research on handedness really stems from the basic observation that People are different in that regard, you know. Studying handedness kind of gets you at something that may be distinctly human. It may help us understand how human brains differ from other primates, and that's really potentially informative about human nature. So that's the research end. We do think of ourselves as handed. It's part of our identity. You know, I think of myself, I've done the research on this stuff. I'm extremely right-handed, not just right-handed, but I might as well put my left hand in a pocket and leave it there for the rest of my life. My handedness is something about me as much as kind of my height is or my hair color. You know, it's an obvious kind of thing that defines me and distinguishes me from some other people. So I think it fits in with those other kind of characteristics that if people do define themselves in that way, then, yeah, they search out literature and research and are interested in questions about that. You can find out more about all our guests through links on our website, RadioHealthJournal.net. Our writer-producer this week is Libby Foster. Our production director is Sean Waldron. I'm Nancy Benson. Medical notes this week. Rust in the brain may be one of the root causes of Alzheimer's disease. A study published in the journal Brain finds that people with high levels of both iron and amyloid levels in the brain suffer rapid cognitive decline. Researchers speculate that oxidation of iron in the brain might be contributing to the progression of Alzheimer's. Therefore, cleaning out the rust may be a way to slow and prevent the disease. But researchers caution this is not about diet. Don't cut down on your iron intake because the levels of iron in your blood are unrelated to those in your brain. Feeling tired at work? Chances are you're not alone. A new National Safety Council survey finds roughly three-quarters of Americans say they feel tired on the job. 97% of Americans say they have at least one of the nine leading risk factors for fatigue, including enduring a long commute. 16% of those surveyed have fallen asleep on the road. Drowsy drivers are responsible for 21% of all fatal car crashes, 6,400 deaths each year. And finally, get ready for bouncy spring-loaded stairs. A paper in the journal PLOS1 finds that these smart stairs could reduce pressure on the ankle by 26% and on the knee by 37%. The stair store users' energy as they go down and return it to them as they go up. Low cost and easy to install, researchers hope these stairs will allow people with mobility issues to stay in their homes longer and help pregnant women or people recovering from surgery. And that's Medical Notes this week. Thank you for listening to Radio Health Journal, a production of MediaTrax Communications. If you enjoyed this week's show, please leave a review on iTunes or share it with a friend. You can find more Radio Health Journal stories about health, science, and technology on iTunes, Stitcher, and at RadioHealthJournal.net.